the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. It's earnings season. Typically a time I love. I'm not sensing it's to be a great earnings season. Hopefully, uh... Why do, why do I say that? Banks had a great earnings season so far. Tech has had lousy so far. Some sectors will do better than others. I think the overall consensus what we're walking away with is that revenues are coming down. But we'll talk about that. Large batch earnings results have reported in the last 24 hours. In large part, they haven't been that good. Out of Spain news today that uh, they're okay. They've kind of set up a home equity line of credit on their country that they hope not to tap for now. That makes Germany happy. It makes the uh, ratings agency happy. Moody's reaffirmed its rating for Spain with a negative outlook. But there wasn't a downgrade of the debt, which has been a focal point of support right now for the uh, country. Intel and IBM topped earnings expectations. But a fundamental message is that of disappointment. Demand for products and services is not very strong right now. And for IBM, they said in the last month it really slowed down. Both companies reported a 5% decline in revenue on a year-over-year basis. Elsewhere out there, earnings missed from Stanley Black & Decker, Textron, Halliburton, Comerica, Linear Tech, warnings from Apollo, Potash, Dover, Quest, and St. Jude, Bank of America had a strong earnings, $300 plus million in profits. Mega banks are no easy reads since they're pockmarked with so many adjustments to account for debt issues. So you still have to save pretty good numbers out of Bank of America. They also have litigation expenses that are hurting them, asset sales, asset valuations, Papsco beat by four cents, five percent decline in revenue. I'm not quite sure how to use this this word or turn of phrase. Meh. Like, ah, uh, that's just a killer, right? Like, decline in revenues again. We're seeing that too much in the earnings reports. Housing starts jumped fifteen percent in September to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of eight hundred seventy-two thousand. Building permits increased 11.6% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 894000 Those are both stunning numbers. Home builders are moving higher on that news. Number of homes under construction increased 2.6%. Those with the, how shall we say, butt cracks are, are at work. The construction workers are working, and when they work, they drink beer, they pay off their mortgages, they go on holiday. Mortgage Bankers Association is going to come out with their report. It just came out with it. Let's see if I can't look it up ever so quickly. I don't know. It seems like everyone should have had their mortgage refinanced by now, right? Uh, 
and or initiated. Let's see. Hmm. Don't have that number yet. Nike dropped uh, Lance Armstrong, which I say, about time. What took you so long? Um, I was going to boycott Nike until they did. I know you're saying, your boycott doesn't mean anything. Okay, so I don't have a target. Um, I don't have a number on that uh, mortgage number yet. It'll come out in just a couple seconds, I'm sure. Busy morning for corporate earnings again. So uh, CSX, big train company. They reported essentially in line. The railroad operators seeing weaker coal shipments because of soft demand and falling prices for natural gas. It's one of the biggest transporters of coal. The train companies are something I pay enormous attention to. And they're basically projecting about a 1.6% gross GDP. We started the year off at about 2%. Industrial production has been basically cut by about 80% year-to-date from 4.4% down to 2.6%. So not not the greatest slides out there for uh, railroads, if you follow my meaning. Volume declines 1% on moderating the economy. Third quarter was lower electrical demand and gas prices impacted utility volume. Revenue per unit declines on lower export coal costs. Ongoing drivers export coal expected to decline in fourth quarter, second half still up. Domestic coal headwind expected to continue well into 2013. Merchandise revenue increased about 3% year over year. Um, you know, it did well, intermodal, chemicals, forest products, phosphate and fertilizer. What did poorly was food and consumer items, coal, uh, utility items, emerging markets. So emerging markets, lower construction aggregates, and waste volume of the driver there. Best Buy is the news today. Reported planning to sell its own tablet computer. Oh, God. The Insignia Flex, it's off $239, 259 would be intended to compete with tablets like Amazon's Kindle Fire and Google's Nexus 7. Can you hear the disappointment in little Johnny's voice? I got a tablet for Christmas. Oh, it's an insignia flex. Okay. Visa may name a new CEO by the end of the month. Current CEO Joseph Saunders is expected to retire when his contract expires in March. Starbucks in the news today. Target of a UK probe, tax probe. Senior member of parliament called for an investigation of why the coffee retailer hasn't paid taxes since 2009 in the UK. Elsewhere out there, Ford recalling 262,000 Ford Fiesta subcompacts to address an issue with the programming of passenger side airbags. Ford plans to reprogram the bags, which are installed in the 2011-2013 models. Symer, the U.S. maker of light beam technology, is being bought by ASML Lithography, the world's largest supplier of equipment to computer chip makers. So that industry continues to consolidate down to two players. ASML and uh, Applied Materials. That's really the big stories out there today. I'm not saying there's nothing else, but there's pretty much nothing else. Um, Let's see. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. We started off weaker. Basically, IBM was pulling down the Dow. Now the Dow is just down three. The Nasdaq's up seven. The S&P 500 up five. I expect the market to continue to remain ultimately strong by the end of the year. How we get to the end of the year, I don't know. So last night's debate was aggressive. 
was pretty tough on facts. Uh, Amazon.com today making a push for getting their Kindle e-readers in schools in a market that's been particularly successful for rival Apple and the, its iPad device. Amazon said it's been testing Kindles in recent years with hundreds of kindergartners through 12th grade schools, selling the devices at bulk discounts to helping them purchase and distribute e-books to students. So Amazon unveiled what's called WhisperCasp, a service that lets schools manage fleets of Kindle devices from one online location. Education is potentially a huge market for tablets going forward. There's multiple ways you can find me. You can find me online, robblack.com. You can tweet the show, tweet at Rob Black Show. You can email rob at robblack.com. You can find me on YouTube. YouTube channel is Rob Black Show. And let's see what else is there. Um, later in the show, I'm going to go over some issues on retirement. I'm going to go over some issues on women in investing and much, much more. Get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Utterly ridiculous. Showing you what's wrong with America. Target began celebrating Christmas on October 11th, trying to attract obsessive compulsive shoppers. Its dog mascot, Bullseye. The ad said, the holidays are coming, and they're going to be big, because the dog was this massive, monster-sized dog. Retailers are known for trying to jumpstart the fourth quarter gift shopping season early, but... 20 days before Halloween, a month and a half before Thanksgiving, and a full 75 days before Christmas. That's kind of what's wrong with America, right? Five people were found dead following a fire in a Denver bar early last night in an apparent arson homicide. Firefighters recovered the bodies of four women and one man after extinguishing the blaze at Pharaoh's Bar and Grill. They say the fire was set to cover up the murders. Dean Food jumps 10% on an IPO filing for White Wave. What's that all about? It's a spinoff, the White Wave Foods Company. It's going to consist of Dean's existing White Wave Alpro operations. White Wave Alpro sales are expected to come in at $598 million. So, again, kind of a little bit of managing, a little bit of uh, manipulating, uh, taking advantage of a market when they can. Companies aren't stupid. That's why you want to be long this market, not short this market. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers and see what we got going. We got the SP 500 up five points. Open weaker, got stronger. NASDAQ up nine. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down six. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. How are you today, Mr. Burton? Doing well. Doing well. One of the areas that we don't really talk too much about is charity. And there's a word out there charitable remainder trust. We know a trust. We know Paris Hilton. Granddaddy did the Hilton Hotel. She's a trust baby. How do charitable trusts work together? Yeah, it's a little bit different than creating a trust baby because what I find that a lot of people that are wealthy really start to look for ways to be philanthropic. And I think one of the best estate tax planning tools, and, and you really have to look at the estate tax as almost like a voluntary tax. There's so many things that you can do while you're alive in terms of gifting, in terms of setting up your estate the right way to, to avoid paying too much in estate taxes. And my favorite type of strategy for people that really come to me and they say, here's my financial plan, and I'm also looking for ways to benefit my charity, 
and protect my children. And I think one of the best tools out there is a charitable remainder trust. Okay. So picture this. Let's say you have a couple. They're in their 60s. They've got a combined estate with their Bay Area home and some stock options that they that they have that have real low stock basis, cost basis of about $12 bucks. So, and let's say they're looking at this, you know, a million dollars in this stock that they might have purchased a long, long time ago with a basis of, you know, a couple hundred thousand. Right. So, the the stock doesn't pay any dividends. It's a typical tech type of a company. And they really want to diversify. They Mm -hmm. really want to, you know, get into an area where they can take some income, at least get some dividends off of it. Now, they could sell the stock, right? They could sell the million dollars and pay all of the state capital gains tax, the federal capital gains tax, and have you know less than eight hundred thousand dollars left over after taxes to get into something that they could pull five percent from. Okay. So, you know, really, what would happen is they'd only end up between seven hundred fifty to eight hundred thousand dollars left over to really invest. Now, if they had five percent income from that, they'd only have thirty-seven thousand five hundred each year, right? If you want to do the math. Okay. That, that's all they would have to live off of for the rest of their life because at sixty-five you don't want to draw more than five percent of the portfolio. And then, since they have a, a large estate, whatever's left of that $750,000 when they die would be taxed at estate tax rates approaching 50%, the success tax. So the kids might only receive like 350000 of that. And Uncle Sam gets the other half. Now, in a charitable remainder trust, let's say you said you've identified a charity or two or several that you want money to go to after you pass away. You can put the money into the charitable remainder trust. So you, what you could do is set up a charitable remainder trust. You're the trustee of it, so you can determine you know how to invest the proceeds. And, and it doesn't nothing goes to the charity until you pass, until you die, until the second one is gone. So you could put the million dollars stock into that charitable remainder trust. You could get a big tax deduction for doing that. Usually at that age, it would be somewhere around two hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand dollar tax deduction. So this is great because you could put the million dollars into the trust. You could turn around and sell the, that low basis stock once it's in the trust and create an income-producing portfolio, zero current capital gains taxes, okay. nothing at all. You can diversify without paying any capital gains tax, and then you can create that lifetime income of 5%, but 5% on a million dollars is 50000 bucks a year, right? right? So you get a higher income, and you get a tax deduction. You have five years to use that tax deduction up. So then what you do is you, you look at it and say, okay, the charity's going to win when I die, right? My kids, though, don't get the million dollars. So you take some of that money and you, you funnel into an irrevocable life insurance trust so that it replaces the million dollars to your heirs totally tax-free. And really, the tax deduction and the lack of paying capital gains taxes pays for the insurance for the kids. So everybody wins. The, the kids get the money. The charity gets the money. You get the income. Uncle Sam gets zero. It's a great What happens, though, if you run out of money in the charitable remainder trust? Can you spend it down by accident? Well, if you, do, if you invest poorly, right. yeah, you could, it could be gone. Or if the market does a massive correction, as long as you've done the prudent man rule and you invested in a balanced portfolio, nothing, nothing can happen to you. It's just poor market performance. And what happens is your income stocks and it stops and the charity ends up not getting anything. I haven't seen that happen. You invest in but a balanced portfolio. But you still get the tax deduction. Your kids still get the life insurance. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it's a great planning tool, especially those that it complicates life a little bit. Do you think anyone ever abuses that? Um, abuses it? I, you know, I don't I, I, I know Jim Cramer always so. talks about his terrible remainder trust, but he's living kind of large. Well, again, that's what he. So you can see how it works because what he did is put low base of stock into that, and he can manage it however he wants. He can buy and sell whatever he wants inside of that. He takes a certain amount of income out um, now, 
and it, you know it's it's a pretty great tool. He's not abusing it. There's there's laws, and you have an attorney draft the charitable remainder trust. So it's it's such a great tool, and it, everybody wins except the government. It, it really works well. Which do you ever worry like when you say that out loud, some people might actually dislike that? Because I, I and they're typically the people who are on the government program. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. If you have a ton of wealth or you've got wealth, consider a charitable remainder trust. A trust, consider making sure you do some estate planning with that so that it passes efficiently. So the recent collapse of business confidence in the United States is stunning. We're setting ourselves up to have a very weak 2013-2014, economically speaking. I'm not sure either candidate really wants to be president. Evidence continues to pour in that U.S. consumers and businesses are experiencing the economy very, very, very differently. The consumer has been feeling more confident thanks to emerging bullish trends like rebound in home prices, but businesses are increasingly cautious about the fiscal cliff looming. Morgan Stanley just published its October read on proprietary business condition index, and it collapsed to a reading of 41% from 55%. That's a stunning collapse. Optimism surrounding supportive monetary policy has faded, while fiscal cliff and election uncertainty have risen. Stronger than expected employment report did little to boost enthusiasm. You can find me online at robblack.com. Tweet the show, Rob Black Show. Tweet the handle, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. You'll see Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. What do we have here? Yesterday I told you about a girl who died after kissing her grandfather who had been sick with burger E. coli. Long story short, don't kiss old people. Next up, food sickens millions, even as food companies pay to see if it's safe or not. 33 people have been killed by listeria. It was traced by the U.S. FDA and state officials to contaminate cantaloupes from one Colorado farm. It's the deadliest outbreak of the disease in the U.S. in almost 100 years. Moral of the story is stop eating fruits and vegetables. They'll kill you. Toxic fruit. Now, there's some for-profit inspection companies that provide safety ratings for farmers so that companies like Walmart and Wegmans can, you know, sell melons out of certain farms. The FDA inspected about 6% of domestic food producers and just four-tenths of 1% of importers. They've got no rules for how often food producers must be inspected. The food industry hires for-profit inspection companies known as third-party auditors. Food sickens about 48 million Americans a year. 128,000 are hospitalized, 3,000 are killed. The U.S. had 37 recalls on fruits and vegetables in 2011. So collectively, growers and processors are responsible for tainted food that sickens about 3,000 people and kills 43 in 50 states. So you can see this is a problem. You know, executives at Flower Foods, Sticker Symbol FLO, they make Taste Cake and uh, Grupo Bimbo, SAB in Mexico City, Intamin's Pastries, Sara Lee Baked Goods, Wonder Bread. 
there's a pretty big conflict having third-party audits. Again, as an auditor, and this is what hurts the credit agencies like Moody's and Standard Poor's, you get paid to find problems. Don't find problems. FDA is trying by far, with no success, to get some control of food inspection from the industry. The FDA says that they'd need another $3 billion quadrupling the $1 billion budget they have to get food safer in America. Now, I don't really mind. Um, I don't really mind flaws in, in food. I think it comes to the territory. If a restaurant, you know, if there's a bug in my food, I don't freak out because guess what? Bugs go by food. So restaurants do the very, very best that they can, but you can't get pissed by that, can you? You know, there's been horrors like in the meatpacking industry where employees fall into vats of boiling beef trimmings and other, you know, other such, you know, unniceties. So my advice is don't eat fresh fruit and vegetables. But I would strongly suggest eating frozen food. Frozen food gets reviewed by scientists. Um, frozen food has a different standard of, of technology. So um, the safety diagnosis is pretty high in frozen food. I know you're saying, are you kidding? No, I'm really not. Does freeze and destroy bacteria and parasites? Once thawed, microbes can become active, multiplying under the right conditions to levels that can lead to foodborne illness. Since they grow at about the same rate as microorganisms on fresh food, you've got to handle thawed items as you would any perishable item. Freshness and quality at the time of freezing affect the condition of frozen foods. But scientists look at it. I know you're saying. Horrible story, Rob. How about this one? Smartphones in the United States are going to surpass 1 billion. They're going to double by 2015. Number of smartphones in use globally crossed 1 billion for the first time in the third quarter. It's going to double by 2015. Apple's iPhone fuel demand, the number has reached 1.038 billion. Nokia introduced the world's first modern smartphone in 1996, and the expansion started. The growth of the smartphone market could be worth about $219 billion from last year. Is showing you that it's getting bigger and bigger. Samsung, big player. Apple, big player. Nokia wants to be a big player. Will they ever reach it? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Giving away Glenn Miller tickets. My audience isn't that old. Is Glenn Miller even alive? Can't be, right? Nine rules investors should never forget. I want to help you become a smarter investor. The first rule is 9 out of 10 people in the financial industry don't have your best interest in heart. So you got to take care of yourself. Wall Street's a magnet for some of the world's smartest people. They want to get rich. They work in money, get rich fast. Global money managers overcharge investors about $300 billion a year for failing to deliver returns above a benchmark index. Try not to predict the future. 
when it comes to investing. It's an odd concept, but it's worth noting. A year, ten years ago, Greece was a strong country. Russia was bankrupt. Oil was $13 a barrel. AOL dominated the Internet. Smart economists thought the government would pay off the national debt by 2009. This is why you don't want to predict the future. Apple was a joke of a stock, left for dead. Mark Zuckerberg was in high school. GM was at an all-time high. You know, saving can be more important than investing at times, but you want to save first, invest second. You don't want to spend more than you save. You don't want to spend more than you make because you've got to save. Only 58% of Americans save anything for retirement. Of that group, 60% have less than 25000 put away. Tune out the news. It's tough to do, but it's made my life so much better. And I work at a news station. A 24-hour news cycle is built for people who can't see more than 24 hours ahead in their life. So I think you should have a relationship that's non-existent with business news. I don't care about anything that's said on CNBC this morning. I'm not going to miss my opportunity as an investor because of it. Emotional control is more important than financial intelligence. You know, the ability to not get greedy and to not get fearful, to know your limitations, just to be calm, to be disciplined, that's more important than having an IQ of 160. I think it's important as a lesson of understanding money is that you talk about money. The more you talk about it, the less emotional you become with it, the less angry or nervous or scared, excited or confused. So talk to someone before making a big money move on a house, on a car, on an investment. I think every person on this planet has something to teach me. Learn to talk to people. Most financial problems in the world are caused by debt. So a lot of people freak out. They go bankrupt because they can't control their debt, which ultimately means they can't control their spending, which ultimately means they don't have a budget. So debt will get you into a lot of trouble, whether it's a home mortgage, whether it's a car, whether it's student loans. Debt is the thing that causes financial problems. best way to own real estate is through what are called real estate investment trusts, publicly traded. I don't like the private REITs in any way, shape, or form. Forget about past performance. There's a phrase on Wall Street that says past performance is not indicative of future returns. And yet people will take a look at a stock and say, I want that. Apple will never have a period of success financially like they've just had in the last five years. So don't expect it. If it happens, you're thrilled, but don't expect it. You should buy stocks that you understand, that you grasp. You should buy companies that have a competitive advantage. 
you should sell stocks because of valuations. You know, when I say that past performance has nothing to do with investment decisions, it's true. Buy stocks you understand, buy stocks with a competitive advantage, and sell stocks when their valuations become too problematic for you. The perfect investment doesn't exist. The easy 12% return isn't always there. Gold fell 70% during the 1980s through early 2000s. It was horrific. Treasury bonds lost 40% of their inflation-adjusted value from the end of World War II through the 1980s. So investing is risky. Bad things can happen to anything. Diversification is key. Patience, open mind, ability to ignore the crowd, ability to ignore hype. All critically important because things change. Like I said, Greece was once a strong nation. Russia was once bankrupt. Oil once cost $13 a barrel. Apple was once a loser. GM was once at an all-time high. Now they're so far away from it. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Web, RobBlack.com. Recently viral, sensational phrase, binders full of women. It's a pithy election soundbite, which Romney has to be careful on. Speed race winner to grab bindersfullofwomen.com fell into his Democrat super PAC. It's to be a memorable moment. And, you know, Romney's tenured line referred to job candidates he reviewed while holding office in Massachusetts, becoming an internet sensation. On Facebook, it drew more than 250,000 likes in less than 12 hours. Pound sign binders full of women has its own Twitter handle, a lot like Angelina, jo- uh, Angelina Jolie's uh, right leg. There's at Romney's binder, at Romney's underscore binder. Satiric tweets start coming out. 20,000 followers. 50 bucks to get that kind of exposure. I know you're saying, tie this all together. Okay. A Democrat super PAC was able to secure the dot-com immediately. And that's money well spent for 50 bucks to get something that people could satirically latch on to. I don't know. I'm just talking about it. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. We got the SP 500 higher, up five points. The Nasdaq up five points. The Dow down four points. Not much of a day, huh? It's kind of sideways at best. Spain avoided a downgrade of their debt, which they seem to be handling their scenario pretty well. Keep in mind they have a large economy, it's got the ability to weather. Construction, housing construction surged 15% in September. Euro at a one-month high based on that news out of Spain. Cost of insuring debt out of Spain at a 15-month low. IBM and Intel, Intel hit by weak PCs. IBM, weak revenue trends, slower decisions. Apple and Microsoft get a heat up tablet competition world. What else do we have to talk about as far as things that are out there, huh? So PC sales slump, again, hurting Nike, uh, Intel aggressively. 
So weak PC sales finally caught up to Intel. Back-to-school sales typically boost computer demand. But what's boosting is the tablet demand. PC chip sales fell by 8% last quarter. Doesn't expect much improvement, if any improvement, this quarter. PC sales are about two-thirds of Intel's business. Dragged down the company's results. They did beat Wall Street expectations. But again, there's only so much revenue fallage that doesn't ultimately lead to a widespread earnings problem. Nike has kicked out Lance Armstrong amid doping allegations. He basically made them look stupid. He did some commercials where scientists were taking his blood, so he's like, you could trust Nike because they're taking my blood. I don't know. All I know is that crime pays because you cheat and you're worth $200 million. He's got endorsement deals with Trek Bicycles, Anheuser-Busch, Michelob Ultra Beer. I'll never drink Michelob Ultra Beer, not because of Lance Armstrong, but because it's a nasty beer. Poor people drink it. Poor people like poor people like I don't want to be like like homeless people. I'm kidding. It's just a joke. It's sarcasm. It's meant to be edgy. Luxottica. Luxottica's got basically a dominant franchise. Like they're the only company that makes eyeglasses. Almost the only company in the world that makes eyeglasses. Shades. Radio Shack. Uh, all have deals with Armstrong. It's got a lifetime ban. So, sadly, the U.S. ADA had to uh, basically ban him for life. A taxpayer-funded tabloid piece rehashing old, disproved, unreliable allegations based largely on axe grinders, serial perjurers, coerced testimony, sweetheart deals, and threat-induced stories, so says Armstrong's lawyer. At some point in time, Armstrong's going to have to come out and say guilty. And it's the only way people will forgive and move on. Maybe he won't do it. Maybe he doesn't have the courage to do that, but he should. So stock's doing well today. Not great, but well. Taking a look, you know, um, Intel, they're down about 4% today. 58 cents, 9 cents better than expected. $13.4 billion of sales. Company lowered revenue guidance for the current quarter. Company issued inline guidance for the fourth quarter with revenues. Gross margins in that 57 to 58% range, which is very, very doable for them. Best Buy, considering doing its own tablet. Again, all you can say is sheesh. Amazon, Barnes, Noble, Toys R Us, Google's, Apple, Microsoft, all putting out tablets. How many tablets do we need? Best Buy isn't buying, though. They've been losing customers for a long time, so it needs to try something to find a new path forward. I give this tablet a 0% chance of success. It doesn't have the computing expertise of Apple or Microsoft. It doesn't have the software expertise of Google. Its stores aren't as powerful for distribution as Amazon.com, which is why Best Buy is in trouble in the first place. This is a disaster. So Best Buy, would I short the stock at these levels? No. Oh, no, for those hoodie wearers out there, hoodies being recalled due to high lead paint levels. Recalled thousands of fleece hoodies and T-shirts due to lead paint hazards. They're made in Pakistan and imported by Children's Apparel Network of New York. 
They've got a surface coating on the zipper that contains excessive levels of lead, violating the federal lead paint standard. The hoodies have designs featuring Disney characters that were sold exclusively through Target stores and at Target.com from 2011 to 2000, uh, late 2011, all of 2011, basically. They were sold for about 18 bucks. Being recalled, it's lead poisoning. Interesting. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me online, robblack.com. Find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Find me on the station from 7 to 9 every morning. You'll listen to Rob Black your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and much, much more. We've got a good show for you planned today. As far as content goes, we're in earnings season, so we got that to look forward to. But on top of it, there's some you know, stories to talk about. Pfizer multivitamin reduces cancer 8% in men. The Centrum Silver multivitamin can reduce a man's risk of cancer when taken daily. Countering previous findings that show such supplements have no beneficial effect and may be harmful. Hmm. Some people believe that multivitamins just basically make your urine yellow. That you don't absorb anything that you would typically be helpful for you. The results contradict earlier research that suggests some vitamins and supplements are actually harmful. Last year, a paper linked the use of multivitamins with a 2.4% increased risk of death amongst older women. Different study said daily use of vitamin E with increased risk of prostate cancer in men. The explanation is elusive. So should you go buy some Centrum Silver? I don't know. Sales of multivitamins last year, $5.2 billion. Multivitamins, about 17% of all dietary supplements. That's a good story, right? It's a big billion-dollar business. Lance Armstrong dropped by Nike. He stepped down as the Livestrong chairman. He's taught us that cheating pays. His charity has raised over $470 million since 1997 for cancer research. Nike dropped him ultimately because he made Nike look stupid. Nike once ended contracts with Michael Vick following his conviction for crimes related to dogfighting, but they've since picked him back up. Sprinter Marion Jones, she had to be dropped after a confession of doping. It did not end the relationships with Kobe Bryant, who had an affair that was actually a rape charge, right? So, Tiger Woods, adulterer. So, I'm not terribly surprised. The difference between Tiger Woods and Lance Armstrong is, you know, a drug was, you know, that improved his performance. They're all about performance. They cannot have that on their hands. Interesting article in the New York Times today, of which, if you're going to read anything financial, I think the New York Times is where you want to go. I think it's the one of a handful of business sections that are legitimate. And by legitimate, I mean worth the effort. But they wrote an article called uh, Income Equality. Income Inequality and its Toll on Growth. It's soared to the highest level since the Great Depression. The recession has done little to reverse the trend. The top 1% of earners take 93% of the income gains for the first full year of the recovery. The huge gap between the haves and have-nots, the political questions that that gap raises. A growing body of economic research is showing us that it might mean lower levels of economic growth and slower job creation in the years ahead. Growth becomes very, very fragile when you don't have that middle class to 
want more. Reducing inequality would bolster growth in the long run. Since the 1980s, rich households in the United States have earned a larger and larger share of overall income. The 1% earns about one-sixth of all income, and the top 10% about half, according to statistics. Economists have thought such inequality is part of a side effect of policies that foster the country's economic dynamicism, tax preferences for investment income. The World Bank, the IMF, generally not tackled inequality head on. Where do you feel about this? You know, what's your, what's your angle? Drop me a tweet, Rob Black Show. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. If you restore middle class, it's crucial in this article's decision to drive growth. Now, what's the proper policy to do that, economically speaking? So one of the problems that policies have right now that encourage growth, they also encourage inequality. So redistributing income is going to restrict growth. Amazon's making a big push for their Kindle to get into schools. The same day that the iPad mini invite went out yesterday, a lot of stuff hit the, hit the fan, so to speak. Microsoft Surface tablets, looks like there's a three-week delay in getting one. That's a good sign. Some people said, why is the Surface going to have a 32-gig starter level? It's because the operating system is 10 gigs. It's huge. Apple's operating system is less than one gig for the iPad. So you buy a 32-gig Surface tablet, and you only get 20 gigs of space. Oh, what else do we have out there that's important to note? Let's take a quick look at any breaking stories and see if anything's happening. The FDA, they're reviewing Ajarian Pharmaceuticals, a drug called lomatotipide for the treatment of homozygous, homozygous hypercholesterolemia, hypercholesterolemia. How many words, letters does that have? Five? A 19-letter word, hypercholesterolemia. So, share's been halted until that panel issues its recommendations today. Vivas, they've got an amendment for an FDA approval on their quisimia. Intuitive Surgical had a pretty good quarter. They make a robot called the Da Vinci robot that's... You could ultimately have, like, heart surgery, very, very little invasion, very expensive to do, which hospitals love. They can charge you a lot of money, and because there's very little invasion, they can get you out of the room as soon as possible. They make good money on the the room. They make more money on the procedure. Target began celebrating Christmas on October 11th, that big Target ad of Bullseye. It's as if he's been hit by the, the growth ray and he's become super big. The gifts in the ad are super big as well. That's what this symbolizes. That's right. They're expecting a super big Christmas, which I hate. It's not that I'm a Grinch. I'm kind of a Grinch. I'm 
kind of a scrooge. I think Americans spend way too much money on the holidays. LinkedIn doing a great job. It's one of those companies that's got a lot of growth ahead of itself. Where people ask me about Facebook, I'm like, why don't you think about LinkedIn? Facebook was massively hyped. LinkedIn was kind of under-promised. There's vast divergence between the two. It's pretty striking. LinkedIn's business model is much more of a subscription-based, 70% of the revenue, than advertising-based, which is 28%. That can't be understated. LinkedIn seems to continually be taking shape from the online job boards and career sites as hiring managers are having good success finding and engaging prospective talent on LinkedIn's pool of users. They have some new products they're launching, Sales Navigator. It's a Salesforce enhancement productivity tool. Valuation's its biggest risk. It's expensive. It trades at a price-to-sales ratio of about 16. So if you buy it, you got to buy it knowing that it's going to dip and knowing that you're going to hold it for a long period of time. If you look at 2013 estimates, it's got a price-to-sales ratio of 8, so it's coming down fast. You're listening to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black, Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.